Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. It was basketball. You've heard me, or not basketball, baseball. You've heard me talk a lot about basketball, and I even played a little football. I quit football, by the way. I quit football. Um, you know, used to play like you'd play, and, they, and you, they'd be weight divisions, so it'd be like 65 pounds and under, and you'd have to make weight, and then it'd be 85 pounds, and then I don't know what it went up to. But, but when I got to middle school, I quit football because um, I, I could have played like fifth grade weight division, and the coach had me playing tight end. And we didn't throw a lot, so I was blocking. So I was like this little bitty nothing, and I was just getting ran over every play. And I was like, hey, coach, um, like I probably shouldn't play tight end. And he was like, no, you're going to play what I tell you to play. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play, but I ain't playing again. And then, and then so I quit football. And, and, uh, and I quit baseball because I'd started so young, and I just I got tired of it. But I remember, I'll never forget those days playing baseball, like when you got a brand-new baseball glove. If you don't know anything about this, again, you got to Google some stuff to get all this, but this will make sense. When you get a brand new baseball glove, man, it is awesome, but it's, it's really tight. It's really hard. It's made out of leather, and like you can't even squeeze it, especially if you're under the 85-pound range, right? Like, like you get this glove, and, and you got to squeeze it to catch the ball, but it's so hard you can't squeeze it. So what do you do? You got to oil it up, and you got to put this oil all over, and then what I would do is I would put a rubber band around it so the glove would stay overnight, like collapsed collapsed. And then at the end of the night, then you, you take the rubber band off and the glove is a little more um, easy to, to squeeze and catch the ball when it comes. And maybe you might do that for a couple nights or you might put the rubber band on it for a couple nights. However, depending on you, like I liked it really, really soft where I could squeeze it really easy because again, I was probably under the 85 pound range there. So I didn't have a lot of strength in my hand. So I needed to be able to close that glove. But if you didn't oil that glove up, if you didn't oil that leather, it would stay hard and the glove wouldn't close so when the ball hit it would just bounce right out even though you could get your hand right where it needed to be if you weren't able to close it because it was too hard it really didn't do you any good that doesn't make a whole lot of sense now but it'll make sense more at the end we're going to start in verse 10 as we recap I'm not going to recap too much because we got to get to what what we have for today but beginning in verse 10 this is Paul writing to these people in Ephesus and he's summing up his masterpiece of all his letters in my opinion and he says finally he's he's wrapping this up he's summing this up he says be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might not not your might put on the whole not some the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes or the strategies of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places because people are not our problem they're not our battle all of our battles all of our problems are spiritual problems and then he says because you're in these spiritual battles every day that you wake up you're in a spiritual battle because you're in that therefore take up the whole armor of God reminding us again every piece of this armor is necessary that you may be able the ability to stand is in your willingness to put on this armor 
may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. And we talked about the belt of truth where that's in the middle, that's the center, that's the foundation. That helps hold up these other pieces and get them in the right place. Without truth, none of this works. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But not just the belt of truth and also the breastplate of righteousness. This covers our heart and this protects our heart. And righteousness simply means being right with God. And you have to have truth to be right with God. And you have that truth and then you're in right standing with God through your faith and through repentance and through a desire to follow him and actions that that correspond to that. And then that protects your heart and keeps you from being First of all, easily offended. We, we, we went through all that. And last week we talked about, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, that we are people that everywhere that we go, God is with us and God is the God of peace. And so we bring peace into situations. We have peace wherever we go. And we are dispensers or agents of peace. Here's where we're going to get to today in verse 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. If you have the King James Version, or there's some other versions, instead of in all circumstances, it says above all. And this implies that faith, or this shield of faith, is the most important piece of this armor. And maybe you even heard that. And, and, you know, when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, we're told that without faith, it's impossible to please God. You cannot please God if you are not in faith. It doesn't matter if you're doing good. It doesn't matter if you don't think that you're doing good. If you just gave in tithes and offerings and you didn't do it in faith, let me rephrase that. You should do everything in faith. Even when you give, even when you come to church, you should be in faith because without it, it's impossible to please God. And so faith is absolutely crucial. It is vital. Faith should go with us everywhere that we go. But to say that faith is more important than these other armors is, is really something that gets lost in translation here because these original two words, the first one means over, which is a positional word. It means over, and the second word means the whole. So really, it's not so much in all circumstances or above all, it's over the whole. This here is talking about faith being in a position in your life more than it's talking about faith uh, signifying an importance in your life. Now, this is not to downgrade the importance of faith. Again, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But this position of being over the whole is a position of out in front. And if, if a soldier, a Roman soldier would have carried a shield, he would have carried it out in front of him. A shield behind him didn't do him any good. Even a shield on the side of him, if he's fighting an enemy that's coming at the front, does him no good. It needs to be over and it will cover the whole. We're going we're gonna to look at this and, and get into this. The shield, um, the shield, this is not some small round shield. Even this original word here, this original word means a a large door-shaped shield. And the Roman soldiers, which this armor is is referencing, they would have carried large shields as well. So large that their entire body could have gotten behind the shield. And here's the way that this worked. The Roman soldier would be measured. They would measure the soldier. They would measure on their measurements. Everybody didn't get the same size shield. Right? Make this shield made of, of leather and metal that would cover him. So every Roman soldier's shield was custom made based on their measurements. Everybody didn't get the same size shield. 
right? Like I would not have been able to carry Frank or Ted's shield. It would have been too tall, too big. Their shield would have needed to be a height that I would have had to lift up to carry. And if I lifted up to carry, keeping it in the correct position out in front, I wouldn't have been able to see anything. My shield would have been smaller than their shields. But my shield would have been custom made to cover me from head to toe and from side to side. This reminds me of Romans chapter 12, verse 3, where we're told that God gives us the measure of faith. He gives each one of us the measure of faith. And this is the shield of faith, this custom-made shield that after the Roman soldier was measured that was made for them. See, God has measured you. And he knows exactly how much faith you need. And he has given you the faith that you need to cover you from head to toe and from side to side. See, this shield was custom made. Your faith is custom for you. It's not, it's not necessarily different than mine, but maybe yours needs to be a little taller and mine needs to be a little wider. Maybe, I'm not going to say yours needs to be wider. And I'm surely not going to say mine needs to be taller. But, but we are given the measure of faith, and that means that we have enough faith to cover us. Now, this soldier that, that, that would have had this shield, you know, he may have uh, faced this avalanche of arrows. And maybe you've seen that in some of these movies. Then, Man, those movies are absolutely amazing. I wanted to show you one, but, but there was very few that were appropriate for this, this setting. But, but, you know, you have these, these avalanches. Like, it's not just one arrow. It's like... A, thousand arrows coming at these soldiers at once and and it was maybe even these arrows would have been on fire but this soldier could put up his shield even like you've seen in some of those movies and that shield would stop all of those arrows at the same time but not all shields were made equal some of the shields um, they didn't have uh, the metal piece so they were just leather and and so those shields that were just leather, they could stop the darts, but if the darts were on fire, then the fire would would catch fire to the leather, and then their shield would really be useless. The other thing about these shields that didn't have metal, they, they had leather. And so if you had a leather shield, then there were certain things that you had to do to make sure that your shield was effective. Before the, the soldier would go into battle, if you had a leather shield, you would have to soak this shield in water. You'd have to soak it in water because if, when the enemy shot these darts that were on fire, the shield would stop the dart from penetrating, but the water would quench or extinguish the fire from, from the arrow. And so when you look at this as far as our shield of faith, because God's not telling us to go make a leather shield, he's telling us we have the shield of faith, and water in the scripture represents Holy Spirit. And so what God is telling us is, before we go into battle, and we go into battle every single day, every day that you wake up, you're in a spiritual battle. Before you go into that battle, you need to soak your shield of faith in the Holy Spirit. You can't just use your shield of faith without the Holy Spirit. There's a conjunction here, and you need, to, you need to soak that because if you don't soak that, yeah, your faith may be able to stop the dart, but it won't be able to put out the fire. So how do we do this? We do this by praying. When we wake up and we begin to put on this shield of faith, we do it in prayer. And not just praying, God, I'm put on this shield of faith, but praying it. 
Praying it like you mean it. Praying it like it matters to you. Praying it like it's intentional and it's personal. And praying, God, I pray that today as I put on this shield of faith, that you would remind me of your word that is able uh, to, to, to stop these darts. That you would increase my faith as I look at your word this morning. As I remember your word. As I meditate on your word. As I speak your word. You're praying that you're putting this shield of faith on with fervency and a heartfelt, genuine prayer. But you also need to pray in the spirit because to truly soak this as saturated as God wants it you need to also pray in the spirit and spend some time and not even spend invest some time praying in the spirit so that your faith can be built up because praying in the spirit builds up your inner man and it literally empowers you it strengthens you and it strengthens that shield that is called the faith the other thing that a soldier had to do not just right before battle soak it with water but a soldier repeatedly had to rub his shield with oil he'd have to get oil and rub his shield just like I did with that baseball glove but he he didn't have to do it just one day and one night and put a rubber band around it he would have to do it daily he would have to take care of his shield daily because if he didn't take care of his shield daily then that shield would become hard and and when the darts came it would actually become brittle and it would break so when he needs his shield the most if he hadn't taken care of it up until that point it's going to fail him and it's going to be useless but if every day he rubs that shield with oil and he gets that oil and he, and he saturates that shield with oil, then it stays strong and actually it is able to do what it is designed to do. So how do we do this? We do this by investing more time studying and reading and meditating on the scriptures so that our belief will grow and become stronger than those darts that are coming at us. We need, we must, we have to as followers of Christ invest time praying, praying in the spirit and getting into the scriptures and reading them and getting that truth that that is around our waist, that is our foundation because if you don't know it, you can't use it. And to oil our shield so that it's ready for battle, so that it doesn't break when the fiery darts come at us. We have to invest the time on a daily basis oiling our faith by spending time connecting with God through his word, through reading it, through studying it, through meditating on it, through speaking it. And this shield is not just any shield, it's, it's the shield of faith. And we could do, we have done a whole series on this topic of faith. But, but if you're a little unfamiliar with faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So your faith comes by you hearing the word, by you reading the word and reading it out loud and hearing yourself speak it, by hearing someone preach the word and teach the word to you, but also by hearing from God and God speaking to you, and that is hearing the word of God. It comes that way. It doesn't come by trying harder. It doesn't come by becoming more intellectual or trying to do better. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word. It's not just hearing the word one time. It's not just, oh, I read that, I know that, I memorized that. No, no, no. It's continually getting in there and oiling your shield. It's continually getting in there and studying and reading and getting revelation and understanding. But it's not just that. It produces action because without action, your faith is dead. 
So if you can believe all this stuff, but it doesn't ever move you to doing anything different, then what you have is what the Bible calls dead faith. And what good is dead faith? Right When those fiery darts are coming at you, you don't want your shield to be hard and brittle and not being able to stop that because it's dead. Meaning you believe the right things, but you're not allowing that to shape your actions. See, I can believe I should forgive, but it really doesn't count until I actually forgive. I can believe I should love, but it really doesn't count until I love. It doesn't do me a whole lot of good to believe that I should not be offended if I continually allow myself and choose to be offended. Faith without works is dead. This this faith, this belief should produce action in your life. And we're also told that even a little bit of this faith, even a small amount, has the power and the ability to make a huge impact, so much so that it can move entire mountains if need be. We are saved by grace through faith. So it's faith is our shield. It's faith that that is used against everything that Satan has to attack us. It's faith that saves us. Many times as Christians even, we get mixed up in this faith though. We put our faith in the wrong things and maybe we don't even recognize it. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12 it says, And there is no salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. See, our faith is not in another person. Our faith is not in a formula, meaning if I read this much and pray this much, then I have faith that God will do what I need him to do in this. If I say this many hallelujahs and praise the Lord's, if I, if I don't cuss these people out for seven days, God, surely you'll bless me. Like, no, 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 no that's, not, that's, that's not it. That, that's not what we're talking about. Our faith is not in our own intellect. I'll figure this out. I'll work harder. It's not in our own work ethic. It's not in any spiritual discipline or our own ability. It's not even in our own faith. See, many times what we do is we put our faith in our faith. Like, we think God is only going to do something if we believe enough. And so now I have to have better faith to get God to move. I have to have better faith to stop these fiery darts. Yes, you got to oil your shield. Yes, you got to water your shield. But, but what is your shield? You go back and look through the Old Testament. God repeatedly in the Old Testament says, I am your shield. I am your shield. Take refuge in me for I am your shield. So God is your shield. Jesus is your shield. Our faith is in Christ and in Christ alone. Our faith is not in our faith. It's not in our ability. It's not in our spiritual disciplines. It's not in your pastor or your boss or anybody else or your spouse. Your faith is in Christ and in Christ alone. This is this shield of faith. And this shield of faith, we're told that it can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And here it's clear that's talking about Satan. Satan is evil and he is wicked. And what he wants to do is he wants to make you and I evil and wicked. And so he's going to steal, kill, destroy, deceive, and accuse to try to do that. And however he thinks they connect... If our shield is do his best to do that. But all of his temptations, his attacks, and his pressures, they are here represented as flaming darts. They come at us fast. And, and if they connect, if our shield isn't ready, they can do some serious damage. They can even be fatal. And the purpose of these fiery darts is to wound us and to set us on fire that, so that either one, either the wound or the fire leads us to death. And the scripture bears this out over and over and over. That that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to kill us. 
He wants to kill our relationships. He wants to kill our blessings. He wants to kill our bodies. He wants to kill our minds. He wants to kill everything that we allow him to kill. That's what these fiery darts are for. And, and, and when they all are coming at you, you know, I, I know we've all been in this situation where, where they're all coming at you at once and, and you feel like the only thing you can do is put up a shield. The only response you have is your faith. The only thing that you know to do is to tap into your faith. The good news about this is the shield promises to catch every single one of those fiery darts. That God is able to take this fiery dart on your finances and this fiery dart on your health and this fiery dart on your peace and this fiery dart on your relationships and you put that shield up and he's able to quench all of them so that no weapon formed against you will prosper. But if you've been following Jesus long enough, then I'm sure that you've experienced not just these thousands avalanche of of arrows coming at you at once in all different directions in all different parts of your body in all different aspects of your life, but there are seasons and there are times where Satan doesn't just shoot a shotgun, he, he becomes a sniper. And he's shooting these fiery darts at a specific area of your life. He keeps on shooting at this one particular area of your life. And it's like over and over and over and over and over. We hear it a lot with finances, but it's also with our minds, with our relationships, with, with our peace, with our health, with our families, and he just keeps coming. And instead of this avalanche, it's like these missiles are, are, are targeted at this one area trying to penetrate your shield, trying to penetrate your shield. And maybe, maybe it, it's your health. And so you're, the, the financial part of your shield or, or the intellectual part of your shield or maybe even the heart portion of what your shield covers is strong. And those arrows, they're, they're getting nowhere. But this bottom part, this bottom part of your health, it's a little brittle. It's a little weak. You've allowed it to get hard and you haven't oiled it and you haven't watered that, that part of your shield. And so Satan is just hitting it and hitting it and hitting it, trying to wound and trying to catch it on fire so that he can still kill and destroy your finances and you find yourself in just this spiritual battle. And let me tell you, in those times and in those seasons, you have to put this shield on and strengthen this shield and fortify this shield through your faith, through your prayers, through praying in the spirit, through studying in the word, just like you do the, the, the entirety of the shield. But when you get to that point, focus in. If he's focused in, you focus in. If he's trying to attack your finances, then that's the time to read and study and meditate and pray and pray in the spirit about your finances. That's not the time to figure out what the book of Revelation is talking about. If he's attacking your health, that's the time to find out, God, what do you say about my health? And I'm going to pray on that, and I'm going to pray in the spirit about that. I'm going to oil that shield, that part of the shield, and I'm going to water it and soak it over and over and over until every one of those darts are quenched, until every one of those darts are gone, and they have no fear or no ability to penetrate my shield. Let me close with this, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Paul is writing to his disciple, Timothy. He, he's talking about his sufferings, and he says, which is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, 
And I am convinced that after, or I'm convinced that he is able to guard until that day what he has entrusted to me. Here, here Paul's saying, I've went through a lot of stuff and maybe I can't even explain why I've went through all this. I can't explain why this happened and I, and I don't really know the theology behind the what. I can't explain the what. I was following God. I thought I was oiling my shield. I thought I was watering it and I still find myself in this situation. And we've all been there. You're not going to admit it right here, especially not in the 9 a.m. service, and I don't blame you. I'm not judging you. But, but, but I know we've all been there where there's times that, 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 that really, if me and you are sitting down and we're having a conversation, you can't explain to me the theology behind why that happened. Because in your mind, you were doing everything that you knew to do. In those moments, whether it's an avalanche or whether it's sniper shots, we have to take on this same concept that Paul had. That when we don't know what to believe, we know in whom we believe. That no matter how dark or how difficult the time gets, we put up that shield of faith. And when we may not be able to explain why some of these darts feel like they're getting past our shield, we hold on to the fact that I know in whom I believe, even if I don't know all in the entirety of what I believe. Because if you know whom you believe, then your faith is in Christ. Your faith is not in your faith. Your faith is not in the spiritual discipline. Your faith is not in your understanding, but your faith is in Christ. And if I know in whom I believe, I may not know why that dart got through. But I know that my God is good and he will work all things for my good because I love him and because I follow him. I know that no weapon formed against me will prosper. It sure looks like it's prospering. But I know that it's not going to work because I know in whom I believe. It feels like this is attacking me and it feels like it is winning. But I know that I am more than a conqueror. I am ahead and and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Not because of what I know but because of whom I know and whom I believe. Our shield of faith must always be in the foundation of whom we believe, and that is Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, here is the promise. It says, for everyone, every single one who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. It's our faith. Our faith. So water your shield every day. By praying and using the power of your words to take it up. Oil your shield every day through the word and putting faith front and center in your life to cover your entire being. And that faith has been measured. It is more than enough. And it will cover you and it will protect you against every attack of the enemy. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.